You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. And finally, our third sponsor is 988. The Oklahoma 988 Mental Health Lifeline, 988 is a direct three-digit lifeline that connects you with trained behavioral health professionals that can get all Oklahomans the help that they need. Learn more by visiting 988oklahoma.com. That's 988oklahoma.com. And now, let's get into today's episode. Uh, bringing you a cycle episode today. Uh, it's something that I would like to get into. I did get into it for a little bit. Um, got a cheapish road bike, um, but I'm a bit of a wuss. So I went to the golf course instead and don't play, don't cycle in the cold, but I'll play golf in the cold. Anyway, we're going to dive into the gravel scene and the cycling scene in Oklahoma. Uh, my guest today, Alan and Jennifer White, uh, excited to dive into that. I actually, the late Michelle who introduced um, us today and brought, brought you in, she puts your names, I think, out there. I'm like, who's coming in? And I said, I think it's um, Jenny Whitehouse Commander and Gravel Dot. And she's like... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> so, so I, I, for the long time, I thought your name was White House, not White. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for coming in. It's a pleasure to finally meet you guys. Uh, I guess we'll start with uh, Alan. Obviously, you're from Belfast. Yeah. Which is... I yeah. Mean, Two I mean, of I'm us from talk Wales, funny. So yeah. we talk funny, but you still have your accent a lot thicker than I do. It comes and goes. Yeah. Yeah, certain, certain words. Yeah. Let's, let's start with how you end up here. Oof. I moved to Oklahoma in 95. Yeah. Do you meet before you move here? No. Okay. So I, I came here on a, a <laughs> growing up in Belfast, there's this whole Protestant and Catholic thing, right? And somebody back home had this genius idea of if we send all these Protestants and Catholics to the U.S., surely they'll figure out their differences and, you know, solve the world. So they sent a bunch of kids over here and uh, the vast majority of us ended up staying here. Yeah, as you uh, would. Yeah, so so yeah, I arrived here in in '95 with the intention of staying in Oklahoma for a year, mm-hmm. and I still have not figured out how to leave. Very similar story to yeah. mine. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did you think when you came here in 95? What an awful was place. it after the bombing or before? It was after the bombing, okay. and and you know, having perspective of Oklahoma from 95 to where it is today, like it's really hard to explain to people the the difference in this state and especially the city from 95 to today is just night and day. Yeah. You know, it was just, I mean, for want of a better term in the mid nineties, it was a desolate wasteland. Yeah. And it's just, just a fantastic, again, my intent was to leave and it's, the place is amazing. Yeah, I got here in 2011, so yeah. uh, like I remember the Devon Tower was like still had cranes around it and was still being built. Um, so I've kind of seen like I guess the restaurant kind of explosion, yeah. but obviously you've seen everything, you know, and the coffee and the microbreweries and yeah. everything. But you've seen it obviously pre before that. Yeah, I mean when I got here, Hefner Road was the was a dirt road going around the dam, yeah. and that was the northernmost part of the city, and you didn't go north of Hefner Road. Yeah, and it, and and. Bricktown and the whole downtown area, man, it was just, you know, it was awful. Yeah. Awful, awful, awful. Yeah. But yeah, what a transformation. So do you guys meet in that first year or that's how you, so yeah. We met in college. Okay. At Oklahoma City University. Okay. Go Stars. Yeah. Wasn't Stars back then though, was it? It was, it was Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. 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 I went to Southern Nazarene and it was, now it's like Crimson Storm. I think there was Redskins before. Yeah, that. that's right. So yeah. we were in the same conference for a long time. Yes. Yeah. A lot of my friends have played golf at OCU. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the whole, both universities have changed so much, which is for the better, I'm sure. But what, so when you came here to go to school, then did you have an idea of like what you wanted to do? Or was just like, I'm going to do a general business degree and I'm going to America. I'm 18 years old. I'm going to figure it out. General business. 
play soccer in college, sort of figure out the world and, yeah. and, and go back home. Yeah. And then uh, met Jennifer pretty quick. Yeah, we, well, OCU is a small school. Yes. Uh-huh. And so we all knew that there were two Irish students coming, so everybody was excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it is now, right? No. Where like everyone's an international yeah. OCU. I mean, there were quite a few international students, but um, the, we had not met anybody from Ireland. Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. so the the campus was all a buzz before classes even started. Yeah, you show you're like, oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Brilliant. So, Jennifer, what's like your kind of Oklahoma upbringing to before you go to OCU? Um, actually, I was born in Oklahoma, but then quickly moved to Kansas uh, till I was nine, and then the panhandle of Texas is where I ended up living until I graduated high school. And then I looked to go to OCU because I wanted to major in dance. Okay. So it was big dance school. Um, I auditioned and got in. And so that's where I ended up going. I changed my major after a semester and my degree is in advertising, but okay. it was that program that helped me figure out maybe dance is not the right fit for me. Yeah. I wanted a little bit more balance in my life. People who know OCU will know it for pageants and dance and performing arts, right? Because it's, I mean, it's a powerhouse in the state. And it is. Pretty much in the nation for that stuff. And it was funny, all my golf friends who ended up going there, um, you know, I asked them like, how, you know, what was your like to like visit like? And they're like, oh, we just they just walked us through the dance school. <laughs> like, yeah. Look at all these Miss Oklahomas that yeah. go to the university. Like, don't worry about going to a bigger state school. Like, this is where you want to be. And that's like, you know, how they convince you all the golfers to come in. Yeah. No brainer. <laughs> the golf coach did a very good job of reminding every player. I think that the you know the women and guy ratio was was significantly it's different. Very you know? unbalanced. Yes, yeah. there's so, so many more girls. That was, a huge, that was a huge selling point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what? Okay, yeah. sounds wonderful. Right. Uh, so you guys meet um, obviously pretty early on while you're here, mm-hmm. and do you do do you do what I did and get married and stay that way? Got married. Okay. Yep. I, I joke that I married Jennifer to get a green card. Yeah, so I have. I we stay. have the same jokes. Then. Yeah. yeah. My wife yeah. hates that. But oh, yeah. that's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got my green card and and ended up staying here. Um, and it's sort of, I don't know what the experience is like today. Um, sort of going through that immigration world of the yeah. US but back then it was pretty pretty horrible um, so we got we had to fly back to London is that right I we got married in December yeah and then we quickly left uh, so that you could finish your degree uh, yeah. at Queen's University and I got to finish my last semester of college there and just transfer my hours oh, back how much fun is that it That's was really pretty cool awesome. to do that, right? That was well. that the first time you'd been back? That's the first time I'd ever I'd been ever to been, Ireland. Been, yeah. First time I had left the country. That's awesome. And I grew up in a small town, so Oklahoma City was big cities. Yeah, to me. yeah. So to go from there then to Ireland, it was definitely uh, if you can get out of the U.S. Yeah. and kind of see how big the world is, I, I can't recommend it enough to people. Yeah. Um, Did you want to stay? I knew I always wanted to live here in the U.S. Okay. It just And back then, it was different over there. Mm-hmm. Like, we basically have a 24-hour life here. Yeah. Over there, you know, if you get sick at 3 a.m., at that point in time in the 90s, there was nowhere to go, like a 24-hour Walgreens or Walmart to get, you know, cold medicine right. at that time of night. So, just a different... Yeah. It was a different speed of life. Yeah. Everything shuts down at five. We had half-day Wednesdays. Yeah. All those things. The pubs have docker hours. And you're like, yeah, there's a pub open at seven in the morning? Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah, this is a dark place. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah when well, yeah. we went back for the first time was over Christmas. And I had this photo of my wife in the airport when we left. Like, she's bawling her eyes out in departure lounge. And I was like, why are you crying? She's like, I don't want to leave. I'm like, well, you've come here at the best time. Christmas yeah. is the best time. Because everyone's off work. Everyone's happy. And I'm in a good time. Come January. Like, well, first week of January, everyone's it back to work. It's miserable. pretty miserable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah, it's, uh, and I think every time we go back, she's she kind of sees it more and more. But also, she'd still like she'd love to live back there. Yeah, because I mean it's different. But obviously, like you know, the castles and all that glamorous type fairy yeah. tale, you know, fairy tale world, right? Yeah. When you put working nine to five in the mix, you're like 
No. When you yeah. come home, it's dark. You, you go to work in the dark and you yeah. come home in the dark and it's pouring rain all the time. Oh, it's miserable. <laughs> yeah. So then, so then when you graduate and you come back to the States, you have your, you know, you're, you're, you're married, you have your visas. What do you guys decide to go into? You, you, you're, in, you're in advertising. Yeah. Uh, but I was a little behind the ball. Okay. Because, you know, everybody else had already gotten their jobs right. lined up and we didn't get back till mid-June. Mm-hmm. So they all start that process in April. Um, so I ended up at a radio station, um, helping the advertising department as my first post-college job. And then I, uh, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. And, Always. And yeah. yeah. And so I sort of lucked into the technology world and okay. been in it ever since and had quite a journey through that of large corporations, startups, so is this like peak tech boom, like it, late it, 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, okay. sort of rode that wave, um, carried that off into oil and gas for a while in the tech world there for quite a while, actually. So it, it's funny you're talking about the, the Devon Tower. So I, I, I ran uh, quite a few teams that helped build that. Oh, wow. Which was just an amazing experience to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. That's really, it, it's like a pretty big moment in Oklahoma yeah, City's like history. Yeah, it really, right? and, and I just, I don't know that I fully sort of recognized that at the time. Yeah. It was just like, man, we've got this massive project to do. Yeah. Um, and when we started it, you know, one of our big challenges was really, you, you have to th- think three and four years ahead. So you're doing all this stuff in the tech space, trying to think, well, what's going to be here in three years? Yeah. Uh, and, and part of building that. Um, I'll never forget sort of the, the the scariest experience was while they're constructing sort of the skeleton, they had a, an, a lift or an elevator on the mm-hmm. outside. That's how you get up to the floors. And it was sort of one of these, it, it, it went up every so often and then had to catch itself and went up and up. And it was a 25 person elevator and they just load construction workers into it. No thanks. Oh, it's just terrifying. And then you're going up this thing and there's about a foot and a half gap that you have to step across from out of the elevator onto the floor. Yeah. And it's literally just straight drop down. So when you saw that guy climbing the tower this year, you just thought, this guy's off his brain. Oh, he's just nuts. <laughs> just nuts. Yeah. And those, like those, the fins and those bars, they're not the most secure things in the world. They're not designed to hold a person. They're there for aesthetics, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that and I was like, this is, this is mad. Like, I, I've always had kind of like this weird dream of like being a golfer and hitting a golf ball off the top of it. Yeah. I've never been up there. I don't even know if there's room. Just to hit a ball out there towards the park would yeah. be really cool. Um, but yeah, like just standing on the edge looking down even when you go for dinner and you look I can't look down I have to look out yeah right it's just I'm not a fan of heights at all yeah there there were a bunch of us who were involved in the construction of that and when they were putting sort of the final beam in the roof we all got the sign our names on it which was really neat Um, but it's still neat to sort of say I had a part in putting that thing up that's really cool yeah and it's really cool yeah the radio world must have been a bit mad at that time too right advertising radio world um, I mean, it was a, an AM station. Okay. It was a small yeah. local station that I was at. So it was not too crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the crazy was uh, like the Ackerman McQueen and that mm. big um, ad agency. It, yeah. That was the big place to go to at the time. Well, a lot of people, I've spoken to a designer recently, and a lot of people don't realize how big the agencies are in Oklahoma City in the ad world, right? Like as small as Oklahoma City is. We have a pretty big worldwide agency footprint, which yeah. is mad, right? Yeah. And you, you know, the, obviously the Ackerman McQueen and then Jordan is it the other big one? Yes. Yeah, those were the like, two big ones. Yeah. When I was first looking for a job. Yeah, yeah. So. So how does the how does the cycling come into things then for you? Like, and obviously you have kids and stuff, but like, how yes. does you know most people know you for you know cycling and and being in the gravel world and the gravel scene that's kind of, you know, really kind of caught fire I guess in the last few years but when does the biking come into it for you guys uh well Alan was in it before I was he's always kind of ridden bikes um and it was good for you know to keep his health right in check because you know as you start having kids dad gains weight along with mom (laughs) while she's pregnant yeah of course (laughs) yeah yeah so um, stress works both ways right yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
So I was mostly, I've primarily been a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't start writing until 2018 myself. Wow. Okay. So um, my cycling journey is more of like a health journey. Yeah. Um, being a dancer, I always worked really hard to be flexible, maintain that. Um, and I weaved in and out of dance even through being a mom. I would take classes and I kept up with that, eventually going into uh, teaching Zumba. And that was in like 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I had injured myself. Yeah. I had a hip injury. And it just, I couldn't find a doctor to help me figure out what it was. And I spent a couple of years in really bad pain. Um, the only comfortable position was standing. So sitting or laying down made it hurt. And it was all involved in my hip and my low back. Um, eventually I figured out I have a, just an underlying genetic condition. Okay. It's called Ehlers-Danlos. It's hypermobility syndrome. And so my joints will slide in and out of socket and that causes micro tears over time. So it's kind of can amp your pain up. So then I spiraled into a horrible medical journey of pain. And right. They sent me to psychiatrists because it was in my head because they couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. Um, Which frustrates you even more. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I'm in serious pain and you don't believe me. And yeah. you're not believing yeah. me. Yeah. 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 So um, eventually getting into a pain management clinic and getting on a lot of medications. And so I became pretty sedentary. Yeah. Um, and honestly, was in like a five-year-long depression. Yeah. Um, put on 45 pounds from medication usage and being sedentary. Um, but I had, before I got into that really bad dark spiral, um, I had a hip surgery because I had a surgeon who figured out, well, you have a torn labrum and your hip socket is all rough. And so let's smooth that out so things flow a little smoother in there. Yeah. Um, but just, we had kind of got in a bad way. Alan and I have always gotten along really well, but through my dark spiral. That really spiral, tests the relationship, oof. right? Yeah, yep. it was yeah. really hard. How old are the kids at this time? Um, so this would have been the, the worst through 2015, 2016. Okay. So, yeah. Um, my kids were born in 2001, 2002, okay. yeah. and then a 2007 baby. Yeah. Um, so all So you're also dealing with years. them being in their teenage years as well, right? Right. right. Yeah. One doing uh, club soccer, literally. Everywhere. Yeah, traveling everywhere. <laughs> and the other. And I was running that soccer team, team as the yeah. manager, yeah. which is a, a time-consuming job yeah. that you don't get it's anything full-time. for. Yeah. 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 So we joked that at that sort of that time frame, we were nothing more than roommates. It was like, yep, see you later. See like you later. divide and conquer yeah. with the right. kids. Bus yeah. driver. Yeah. yeah. Those places. Yeah. 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 So, then, so you had that surgery before? I had that surgery in 2013. Yeah. Um, but because things were flared up, that pain, and because I was put on a bunch of medications, yeah. which elevated how my body perceived pain. Um, but yeah, we just sort of, I reached a point in 2018 where I think we had really made my oldest son's 16th <laughs> birthday or 17th birthday, um, a horrible day. Yeah. And reality hit me. Like, this is not cool. Right. I need a change. And I guess, the th- I, I, I mean, I assume this, but the things keeping you guys together at that point are the kids. Yes. yes. Right? Because, like, yep. you're, like, like this is, you know, going through that period of time for both of you is miserable. Yep. Right? But you have your kids, so. Right. Yeah. Well, well, you're just head down doing the yeah. work. Yeah. Or for me, it was existing as the smallest version of myself right yeah. Th- yeah at that point in time yeah um so i had been sort of watching alan ride his bike and and become interested mm-hmm. like that looks like that would be fun right. i miss like i really like physical activity obviously i've yeah. done it my whole life yeah. um and I like that hard work. I like it when you push your body yeah. to the brink. Dancing's not easy. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's... Yeah. Wow, okay. 
So um, he, our very first ride, he took his full suspension mountain bike. He's six foot two. <laughs> I'm five foot four. Here, ride this. Yeah. And put the <laughs> Come seat to a stall. all yeah. the way down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then took me out on gravel because yeah. where we live, that's the easiest thing to ride. It's just right outside right. our right. neighborhood. Door, yeah. 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 And cycling it during this whole phase for you is probably just a release, right? It was just an escape. Escape. Just really get out escape. there. And yeah. Because I, when I, when I sort of finished playing soccer in college and then played a little bit here and there afterwards around the city, um, knee surgeries, knee injuries sort of catch up to you. And uh, so same thing as like, okay, I can't run much anymore put on a ton of weight and then it was like I just got to do something different here yeah. got to do something to move and so <clears throat> there's a, a local mountain bike race series has been going on for a really long time and we had a, f- a friend of ours who said hey what you should come out and just yeah. try this and I did it my first race finished dead last by a long long way and so I was like okay I can't I can't just sort of do this and finish yeah. last I've got to keep doing it and so um, we, I grew up back home with a bit of a motocross mm-hmm. background. So, you know, parents shoved us on motorbikes and said, here, just go fast that way. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so mountain biking was just kind of a natural progression from that. Yeah. Um, so I started out doing a lot of mountain biking and, and back then and, you know, because of where we lived, it's, well, where's the closest place where I can ride my bike without getting hit by a car? Yeah. And it's dirt and gravel roads so I'd disappear off down those and it literally was an escape a, you know sort of a peace and quiet way to get away yeah yeah yeah. and then I guess you find the good thing about Oklahoma and and it seems like the community around gravel and, and it's starting to change I think with the general road community where you see like the wheel of crit thing that's mm-hmm. happening but I guess the gravel community is from an outside perspective it looks extremely welcoming yep. and so you know you probably found a lot of friends during that time and you find your tribe right you find your community that you're like this is our thing and the kids are getting to an age where they don't need babysitting so right. you guys can right. do your yeah. thing right yeah we, we joke now we still have a third kid at home but we never see him or hear from him and <laughs> yeah. it's like oh yeah here you watch the dogs we're going away for the weekend right. or disappearing off but but yeah it's been interesting to see sort of the, the, the gravel world evolve in Oklahoma mm-hmm. um, you know when we first started it was you know, there was a very small handful of folks. Um, Jack Christian out in Elk City, sort of one of the original guys of riding on dirt roads in Oklahoma. And then obviously, you know, Bobby Wintle and, and then Land Running out Mid-South came along. And I remember doing one of the, I think it was the either first or second Mid-South. And there might have been 30 of us out there, muddy roads, sort of figuring out what on earth are we doing out here? Um, and, and it's just that community feel and community aspect of it that's evolved over time of, it, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of bike you have or what you're wearing or, or how fast or how slow you are. Everybody's out there trying to figure out their own experience of that. And so, you know, that that's evolved sort of over the years and now this, this scene's exploded and and now you even start to have, you know, clicks within gravel now, right. which is so funny to me. Is, yeah. You know, there's the, the pointy end of, you know, they're out there to go super fast and, and to win a race. And yeah. then there's folks at the party piss are like, hey, is there booze somewhere along right. here? Like every aid station, there's beer. Yeah. And is there fireball? Food and fire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's been really cool to see. And then... Uh, Weirdly, Oklahoma has sort of been the center of, of this universe yeah. from the beginning, and it's sort of exploded out from there. Yeah. Um, I think it's just been fascinating to watch it. Um, we were up in Lincoln, Nebraska earlier this year for Gravel Worlds, and it's kind of funny, you know, you travel across three states yeah. and you get here, and it's like all these faces of people you see and you know. Right. From home. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, wait, I'm, you know, halfway across the U.S. here. And it's, you know, yeah. these folks I see and I know. It's just like a normal race night or a yeah. country bike night yep. or whatever. Like, it's just, oh, guys, you're yeah. here. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think when you first started riding, um, 
you got hooked pretty much straight away, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I like all the input that gravel yeah. provides. Um, there's, I mean, visual input. Mm-hmm. There's the sensory perception. Like it's, you know, you have to, and you have to focus and pay attention where you're riding um, and choose a good line and, and all of that. And then you have the trees and the red roads. I love that. And then the cows, all the animals. There's <laughs> bison up by us. Yeah. So I regularly ride past a herd of bison on my little, even hour-long rides. Yeah. When you get out into rural Oklahoma, like those back roads, 99% of folks don't go there. Yeah. And there's so much to explore and see out there. We discovered a castle out, uh, what would that be, just northwest of the city that these folks built a home and it's right in the middle of nowhere and it's a literal castle (laughs) that they've built as their home. That's wild. Yeah. 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 Because I saw you guys cycled up to Aishans, right, recently? We did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was... That That was was my (laughs) first visit to Aishans ever. Oh, it's so good. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. And the lady is like, you know, it's... You can't just get yeah. like a sandwich. It's yeah. a whole it's chicken. A, yeah, you, half chicken, full chicken, yep. and then what is your side? Yeah. Right. And I love they just come around. They put paper on the table. And they just put it in front of you. Yeah. And the bread and it. Yeah, it's mega. Yeah. Yeah, we did that, and so chicken. I didn't. I didn't understand the chicken situation. I didn't understand you got all the Literally chicken. Literally a chicken. Yeah. Yeah. And so I ate one piece of chicken, and then. I just couldn't leave it there. No, you can't. No. So I wrapped yeah. it up in the foil, and we were on our bikes, and yeah. I stuffed it down my jersey pockets. And it was hot, yeah. so I had to unzip my jersey and zip it behind my back <laughs> to create cool. an extra layer, like a, a bear, <laughs> a layer, yeah. uh, barrier. So you didn't get burned. Yeah. Uh huh. So it was kind of like had a jersey cape for the rest of the ride. Yeah. Well, they but. have a brewery down the street now, too, right? Yeah. Yes, they do. Too. What's it called? Expedi- uh, yeah, expi- uh, yeah, expi- Expedenture or yes, something? Uh, yeah. yeah. We were there early in the day, so yeah. we yeah, didn't it go was by a good spot. Yeah, and you can actually, so I've ridden there before, you can sit at the brewery mm. with have a beer and actually order food yeah. from Aishans and they'll bring it down. so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. And, and I think that's sort of the, the neat thing about the gravel scene is it is it takes you to these small rural towns. Yeah. You know, like like Guthrie has a huge gravel scene, Stillwater. Um, you know, it's out south towards Tecumseh and Shawnee. It's taken off too. Yeah, Goldsby. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, Tammy Fate in here recently. Oh yeah, she's and, awesome. Yeah, and like a couple of she was. I said, and I didn't know about her like lover of the outdoors and bike thing, and a friend of hers mutually put us together and she's like you gotta ask her about her cycling so I asked her and she's like oh yeah I just did a 75 mile ride out to Union City and yep. she's like what? <laughs> yeah that's awesome so yeah. yeah that was really cool to kind of hear her story but so it didn't take long for you to get your, get your first bike then after no. that ride together. yeah I, I was starting to say I don't know if riding is for me like maybe 10 days in and Alan goes don't judge it based on this bike yeah you need a properly sized bike and I was like they have sizes of bikes I don't know what's going on here so yeah we got me a um an aluminum full suspension really heavy mountain bike yeah and that's what I rode for for a while a year I think and just would do little rides by myself Mm -hmm. like that's my preferred way to ride so uh, I would do that after I drop kids at school yeah um and then eventually I think that's when I it was 2020 and I ended up getting a job in a bike shop a bike lab right at bike lab okay yeah, yeah. that was my you got first. sucked into the sucked bike into industry the bike and industry. I got yeah. sucked in yeah yeah uh, and getting employee prices oh much better I got myself a Full suspension, all carbon, carbon yeah. wheels, mountain bike. <clears throat> and the, it's a big difference from a heavy oh, bike yeah. to a light. You could lift it with a finger, yes. right? Instead of it like just having, changes the whole experience, awesome. right? But riding that other bike made me strong. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you're building strength yeah. and fitness no matter what bike you ride. Right. Yeah. Most people, you mentioned mountain biking, most people would probably just laugh because like Oklahoma doesn't have mountains. How can we mountain bike out here compared to home, right? Yeah. Because like, yeah. the downhill scene yep. at home is massive, right? Yeah. And that's right. his background yeah, really is mountain biking. There's a bunch of good mountain bike trails in Oklahoma. 
um, down, you know, Lake Thunderbird, uh, McMurtry, like the list goes on and on and on. Um, and, and for the longest time, especially in the mountain bike race scene, Oklahoma was really competitive nationally. Yeah. We had a, a number of national champions out of here. And that was always, when we travel, the thing was like, how are you guys doing this? It's right. Oklahoma. There's no way you have trails, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we do. And they're pretty technical. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And, and there's, you know, that world has taken off as well, um, a little bit, um, which is good to see, um, the, the, you know, the, the tour to dirt race series has been going on a really, really long time. Um, and it, and it's still sort of a vibrant community of folks yeah. that are there, a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. What I love is the kind of like, you know, uh, I was up at USA BMX headquarters in Tulsa, I don't know, a few months ago and just got to see like that scene too. And I had no idea. And like the facility they have up there is incredible, but it just seems like cycling in the state is massive regardless of what it is. Right. And now like it, you know, the, the indoor and the outdoor, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. But when, you know, I, I ran in, I ran the mid South 50 in 2020 for the first time. Oof. I completed it first time. Last year I ran it in the snow and I didn't finish oh. it. Uh, but I had more pictures taken of me running in the snow and not finishing than I did the first time I finished. Which, <laughs> so I'm yeah. going to do it again uh, next year. But it was the first time, like, I found myself, I ran the race on the Friday in 2020 and the Saturday I couldn't take my eyes off the... Uh, who's the guy who followed in his truck? Overland. Uh, oh, Vermont Overland. Yes, I could yeah. not Ansel take my, yeah, yeah, I couldn't take my eyes off his Instagram story covering yeah. the entire race. Yeah. It was incredible. And I was like, I got to get a bike. Yeah. Uh, and then I was like, I don't have the money for a bike right now. I'll just keep running because I can buy <laughs> running shoes. And, and I hate running, but I just seem to put myself through it every year. But just that, like, you know, kind of. Payson and, and all those guys from the Team USA yeah. coming into it from and the road world, right? And yep. you're like, and I think there was a kid from Oklahoma who was on their team, Orange Shield team at the time, Kai. Oh yeah, Kai. And I was just like, yeah. this is a thing now, right? Yeah. Like the buzz of the of Stillwater and, and just that whole scene, which obviously you yeah. to grow out of the ground, right? Like that's like yeah. Bobby, Bobby and um, is it Sally? Sally, Turner, Sally. They've been yeah. on the podcast and kind of just talking, you know, and, and starting with nothing to like this people coming all over from all over the world to do this race and now you can't even get in right? right like it's yeah it's amazing and and it's been it's been super interesting to see the the evolution on the sort of coverage side of these mm-hmm. events you know and in, in years gone by you, you know you had sort of your, your big corporate media and how you cover these yeah. events is you know it's flow bikes right. it's big corporate media and now it's it's sort of switched and flipped and i would say you know bobby certainly has been a a pioneer in this along with uh andy chastine out in arkansas when when he started the rule of three you know he just grassroots hey we're gonna do this event out here no idea what we're doing but here's what we're gonna do oh and can you just come in and like post a bunch of Instagram stories for the day. We'll stick you in a truck and just yeah. sort of follow around at the front. There was no plan or vision or strategy. It was just, hey, so awesome. yeah, see if this works. And lo and behold, it, it did. And yeah. it just went nuts from from there. And so that, that concept of, you know, certainly being both at the pointy end and back in the party piece of, of actually yeah. interacting with folks in the middle of a bike event is is crazy right, right? yeah it puts yeah. you right in the thick of it yeah it? yeah really yeah cool. and it's funny to see like the the cars like yeah we're not going down right we're going to catch them up because yep. we can't get through nope. that pit right yeah so they cross the water and stuff and it's like this is nuts and then that saturday was a really tough day right? i think it rained maybe yeah we had perfect weather for the friday race and then it yep. absolutely pissed down the saturday and then last year was terrible on the Friday it was snowed and then it melted yep. and on the Saturday it was like it was fast it was, it was so perfect good. it was right? perfect yeah. it, it got a little windy yeah Yeah. Uh-huh. but I mean it's Oklahoma yeah you have to ride in the wind yeah wind uh, is Oklahoma's version of right. hills yeah, for cyclists for sure. and yeah. I, I think that's that's the thing that sort of is you know what, what is the secret sauce there and I think it is that it doesn't matter if you've won 
10 Tour de France's and you're a world tour rider, yeah. you're lining up alongside, you know, Jim from Guthrie, Oklahoma on his 50 pound bike. Who is a local legend that can push 400 watts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's right there beside you. Yeah. yeah. And that was, I think it was, was it this year? One of the best things I saw out of, uh, unbound up in Kansas was Peter Sagan showed up. Mm-hmm. He didn't show up to race. He just showed up to sort of experience it. Yeah. He was helping folks change flat tires. You're like used to watching this guy sprint to the finish. Right. Like that's, he's, he's the legend yeah. for that, right? Yeah. And he's like, this guy is like handing out paint sticks and changing tires. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What is going on It's here? brilliant. It's so, so good. Yeah. But that's the gravel vibe. Right. Yeah. You know? So different from like the race, the race bike world, right? It, it really is. And I, and I think you're starting to see that bleed over right so with you know events like wheeler crits that that, that you know have exploded as well yeah it's really brought that community feel down there um you know when 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 chad and evan sort of had this idea of what they they wanted they wanted to do something different there than just sort of a normal road race yeah. You know, how do you make it more welcoming to folks and, and, and how do you get a community to turn right. out? And lo and behold, they knocked it out of the park. That's amazing. Yeah. Right? We, we come down, we've been down a couple of times to take the dogs down there and just eat some dinner and hang out and yeah. just watch everybody race. And the good thing recently is, is just watching, obviously, the women's side of things that's grown and just, you know, you guys... I mean, it seems from what I can see, it seems just this year it's really kind of exploded and you guys you have your own race now and you ride together and you have matching jerseys. And, like, we have a friend um, who's in it a lot. Uh, she's mainly a runner and her sister owns Plant, Emma, Addie Ryan. Yeah. So I met Addie through her sister, Emma. We did a few podcasts together. But, you know, just, like, seeing her, she just loves the outdoors in general and and she seemed to have jumped into the bike world and is now like, wow, this is my thing, right? So yeah. it's been really cool to see. Yeah. There was a, a push. Um, Chad last year, you know, really wanted to bring more women to it. And I think it's when you're talking about racing and competition, sometimes women will shy away from it a little bit more than men will. Um, it's the same what you've noticed in in jobs that you mm-hmm. a man and a woman will look at the same job posting a man will go uh i have one of the qualifications of the 10 listed i'll apply yeah. a woman will say i've got eight out of those 10 uh, i better not apply yeah you know and so it was just there we pushed last year to make it not feel intimidating like right. hey we're not we're just I was scared to do it at all. I yeah. didn't like the whole turning thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, there's been multiple crashes, yeah. right? Like yeah. one of the times yeah. I was there, there was a, an ambulance showing up. I was like, whoa, this yeah. is not good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I one of the things I'm really pushing myself to do is step into fear, look at what's driving that and not let it prevent me yeah. from growing and doing the things I want to do in life. Right. And so I just... You know, put a story out there. Hey, let's all come do this. That there's no cost. You know, he waived the fees for the Wheeler Crit, and we had women show up. Um, and then you guys get like 15 to 20 consistently, right? Yeah, seems like it. The women's cycling world in Oklahoma has just exploded in the last couple of years. And years gone past, it was sort of the same two to three folks you'd see out there on bikes, and now it's just taken off. Um, We just did a, a bike packing overnighter last weekend um and and it was two dudes and six or seven women yeah like the women outnumbered the, loved it. it by by far yeah um and that's our friend karen christensen okay. you know pushing in yep. the woman's community as well um there's a number of ladies who are just pushing and driving and inviting mm-hmm. and that's it everybody wants to be invited you may not want to go do the actual thing but that invite is huge yeah. everybody wants to feel included for sure yeah. yeah well and also it serves as like a community for anything right like back to your experience you know it could have if you would had this community it might have helped tremendously more you know you never know but like people going through this stuff now and how kind of COVID is it COVID has just accelerated mental health issues like having a group of people regardless of who they are that you can go and ride together or go play soccer together football for us or you know whatever it is like it just does 
like, have you seen this um, OKC Hot Girl Walk thing recently? Have you seen that? No. On Instagram? What is that? Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, okay. I mean, I love this. it because, like, I'm a marketing, like, yeah. nerd. This lady started, like, on a Wednesday. I think it's, like, Wednesdays from, like, 7 to uh, 6 to 7. And she just put on the Instagram title is OKC Hot Girl Walk. And it was, like, everyone, we're just going to meet, go for a walk for an hour. And Brilliant. now there's like hundreds of people showing up Love to it, it. in like That's the space great. of like, I think it's every Wednesday in the space of like three or four times, you know, three or four weeks in a row, she's grown this entire community. That's and my like real estate marketing brains, like that's the way to build a community, right? That's incredible. And it's free and they do giveaways and people sponsor it now. And like genius. Yep. No one's going to come up with a guy one yet. Yeah. Want, you know, it's hot, <laughs> hot guy walk. It's not really how we do things. Right? <laughs> but it's just like the idea of like community and just, yeah, just come. We'll go for a walk. Like, yeah. it's easy. It's simple. Yep. And that was someone's got to do it. Guthrie bike nights, same thing. That yeah. thing started out of a handful of us just meeting up there, poking for coffee. Yeah. You know, Let's just go ride. Yeah. And and now it's become a thing. And you have a logo. Yeah. And even <laughs> yeah. outside of Oklahoma, you know, you, you hear folks talking about you know Guthrie bike night. It's mad. And yeah. and I think a, a part of it is you know. Trey up there just has a location that's very welcoming yeah. for folks, um, and, and it's just it's neat to see, uh-huh. um, and and it, it helps that, that um, Justin's tied in deeply with the city of Guthrie, and they're like, yeah, just do whatever you want, yeah, yeah. just yeah. don't cause any issues, and right. be fine, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As long as you keep you know keep the police away, and then yeah. they're happy, then we're good to go. Yeah, and it's just it's taken off, and you know, there's there's. You know, it's almost become a tourist thing up there of, hey, if, you know, you're coming to Oklahoma, Bring you need to bike, go ride. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Guthrie Bike Night. So to add value to anyone listening who might be just thinking, wow, the gravel world is something or cycling world is something that I really want to get into. I mean, well, how, how would you start if there's, you know, if you could start again and everything you know now, what would you do? I would say just jump in. Don't be afraid. Right. Um, everybody needs a place to fit in. And I think that sometimes the cycling world can feel intimidating and exclusive. And there's these, I mean, I have no time for the whole rules of cycling. I I don't like people to tell me what to do. So (laughs) don't tell me how long my socks should be. Don't tell me I have to wear spandex if I don't feel like wearing spandex. Oh, it's just nuts. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I'm in the golf world. I get that, right? Like, and I'm like a stickler for tradition in the golf world out here. The golf tradition is terrible compared to back home, which is understandable. But I never thought about that being in the cycling world. It 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 is a bonkers thing, and I think that's part of you know. at Wheeler, we wanted to break that image yeah. and break that curve. So, like, uh, Jeremy Hutch and good friend of ours and myself, we would show up to the start of a race each week in a different outfit. One week it was Britney Spears T-shirts and cut-off shorts. Hey, and then the next week she got she her got, emancipation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It worked. Yeah, and initially, you know, folks like, what are they doing? Like, these dice, yeah, yeah, why are they not in spandex? Yeah. And so I think it's just breaking those right. those norms and those perceptions. Um, but I do think sort of, you know, and you see it in these Facebook groups all the time of, you know, somebody will ask a question of, hey, I, I want to get into to cycling. Yeah. You know, what type of bike should I get? Right. And it just, you know, you end up with 75 comments from folks just telling them, oh, you need to do all. And it's like. Just find a bike and go ride it, man. Yeah. Just go. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. jump on it and go. Yeah. Go get yourself to either if you have a friend who is knowledgeable yep. or go to a shop um, and get information. Because that's the, having the local shops. Yeah. They are full of information. They can help guide you. Make sure you get the right size mm-hmm. bike. And then I can't recommend getting a bike fit yeah. enough to people because you don't know when you're starting out that you need to set your seat at a certain height mm-hmm. and you need to figure out where your feet are on the pedals and you need to get your reach right where you're you know holding bars right. um so that will change your cycling experience and then riding with some type of like the right size saddle yeah. uh and uh the shorts, the pants with the chamois in them. 
Yeah, that's um, very important. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the most important. Yeah. But you also have to give yourself time, especially starting out. Right. You can't jump in and go, I'm going to go ride my bike for two hours. That's not the way to do it. Then you'll be yeah. sore. Yeah, I've And made you'll that hate mistake. riding bikes. Yeah. I've cycled too far out and then tried to come home and just... Total. I can't. I could. I couldn't even stand up. It was yeah. terrible. Did you have to make the call of shame and get picked? No, up? I just sat at a bench for an hour and waited for my legs <laughs> to wake up. I was cycled from my. I live pretty close to like kind of Wiley Post area. So from my neighborhood, it's like I say close. It's from my neighborhood. It's five miles to the bridge at Overholzer. Oh, okay. So then I yeah. rode from there down to the Ferris wheel and back. And thankfully it's a nice, quiet, yeah. paved cycle path, right? So right. there's benches along the way and I was cycling back and just, yeah, I was like, I can't move my legs now. Why is this? And I just sat down and I, I was like texting my mum back home. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, currently sat on a bench in the middle of nowhere because my legs hurt. And there was people passing me like, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? And I was like, oh, I'm fine. Like my, my legs hurt. And I made it back to my mother-in-law's house, which is like a mile from the, the Overholzer Bridge. And I called my wife. I was like, you don't have to pick me up from, from your mum's house because I, yeah. I don't have energy to cycle four miles Done. home. Like, um, Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you got to go through that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the fun side of it. Yeah. I laugh about it. And it is. I mean, it's a it's a growth for folks as well. You know, we were laughing a few weeks ago. Jennifer was looking back at, you know, one of her first rides was I think it was sixteen miles. Is that no, right? Six. Six miles. <laughs> a six mile ride, and you know, she's like. And I thought I was going to die. It's so yeah. hard and so difficult, and you know, this year she's. Racing up at gravel whirls, right? You know, Fully just killing it. Yeah. yeah, nearly eighty yeah. miles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the not. good thing is, like, it's just like mentally, right? You think, wow, it's eighty miles, but you get into it, and if you put in the reps, like, yeah, you know, your muscles will do it. Yeah, right? and, and I think a lot of things, a lot of times, you know, people get so focused on going so fast and hard that their mm -hmm. their focus is sort of the wheel that's right in front of them. And, and one of the things that we always tell folks is slow down and yeah, pick no your head rush. up and look around because yeah. there's a lot to see that you've never seen before. Right. You know, in, in, in Lincoln, we were blown away by just endless cornfields. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's stuff you'd never seen that's before. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Last thing then, tell me about this kind of G3 series that's kind of coming and, and happening in Oklahoma that I guess people who are at that level that they're, you know, they're like, I want to go race stuff. I want some regular thing to be racing in. What's that all about? Yeah. So it originally started Ray Trammell two years ago, three years ago. Um, I think it was 2019. Yeah. Wanted to put on a, a grassroots gravel event, gravel series. And so really help people work up and build up mileage yeah. when to, they're to looking towards such a great idea and, and a really good execution of it um, really basing it out of Guthrie back then of we'll go three different directions and for the three races we'll take a, a you know a cumulative time um, you know and it was really a, a thing of hey anybody can come do this and the distance itself was like oh that's you know that, that, that looks hard but I, I think I can do that and so you got a lot of folks showing up that were in that like 30 40 mile range yeah it's a, a 60 it's 65 oh, okay. yeah yeah which was man that's a that could be an all-day thing for me and yeah and folks showed up and, and did it and and so Ray really you know it was Ray himself and a handful of volunteers he's like I can't this thing has grown bigger than yeah. than me and I need other folks to sort of help do this and so they then came up with this concept of visiting other Oklahoma towns to do events out of there and so this year um, the first one was out of Tecumseh a few weeks ago and John Earhart John Earhart so he has people running two of the three races yeah, yeah. Um, that they had already been talking about running their own races so the Tecumseh race um, and they've expanded as well to offer kind of an entry okay. distance so there like is a, a shorter, shorter distance, distance this yeah. year and there's been a push last year and this year to try to grow the women's field That's in awesome. the g3 series and a lot of the community and yeah. shops wheeler dealer and capital, capital co-op yeah. have helped to kind of that's really cool try to make the women's purse like prize equal. money sure. more equal um 
So that's been amazing to see them champion the women's community yeah. in yeah, gravel. Going to visit Pawhuska, Oklahoma this weekend is yeah. where the next one is. Well, it's a beauty. Right? It takes you to places yeah. that like you probably wouldn't go to. Yeah. To cycle. And, and what's been fascinating is like when you when you go to these places, um, the, the promoters of these events have talked to local ranch owners. Mm-hmm. They're all in on opening up their land for us to ride through it. And and up there, it's this one this one huge ranch. Um, the families said, yeah, we don't ever do this, but we'll open it up to you guys. Yeah. And you'll get to ride through a portion of it. And there will be Brilliant. wildlife, bison, cattle. And, and you're, so awesome, it's, right? Yeah, it's really, really neat. So this is going to be a route this weekend that... You won't be able to go out and ride <clears throat> in two months. Yeah, yeah. Because it's somebody's private land. Yeah, that's special. And then the last one is out of Guthrie, um, and that's Ray's one that he's putting on. And I think is that in November. That's the first Saturday in November. November. Yeah. And then that will be the series finish. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, those people just, who are racing will. Yeah. Will figure out if they've won or not uh, on that date. But then there's most people who go out for it who are not racing. Right. You know, it's just, just to see you're, the they're racing they themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Or everybody yeah. sets their own personal yeah. goals, you know. That's I want to have this mile per hour average over the whole ride. Or The, the first one, it was so, so hot that day yeah. that there was a gas station. Um, and folks were going into the gas station and just laying down on the cold floor <laughs> just to get cool. And the guy, the folks that own the gas station were just, what is happening? Do you guys need anything? Well, I know of. It's like all these people showed up wearing spandex uh, yeah. or other uh-huh. clothing. You're like, yeah. where did you come from? Right. And covered and have like dirt, dirt unibrows and that kind of thing. And they're buying me out of all my food and my water and oh, my Gatorade. And well, that particular gas station, I think the owner, somebody didn't have money. And yeah. just said, here. Just take just, it. Just take yeah. it. That's brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah. just Oklahomans taking care of Oklahomans. Yeah. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Which, that's, that's the great thing about riding gravel. You get to see. Mm-hmm. I have people stop all the time and ask me if I need water. When I'm out in the middle of nowhere on a dirt road. That's so awesome. They're just kind. It, it's so different than, you know, when you're riding in the city and you're just, you're super cautious about cars and vehicles yeah. and getting yelled at. And then you sort of go out onto dirt roads and these pickup trucks are slowing down and asking, do you have enough water? Are yeah. you okay? Yeah. There's yeah. A, yeah, there's an, and a safety aspect yeah. too, right? We, like you're so much safer out there. We had a guy the other night as we were going out backpacking, local farmer pulls up and goes, hey, just so you guys are aware, it's, it's deer season. So just be cautious of, yeah. you know, there will be folks shooting around you. You're not in high-vis jackets. Right. You guys aren't aware of what's yeah. about to happen. Right? Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Definitely made a great decision to stay then, obviously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. For can't sure. Do any of this back home. That's awesome. Well, for people listening, what I guess the last thing is, what is kind of like, you know, the, the community's online. You know, everyone's on their phone. Obviously, they can follow you guys on Instagram, and I'll put your links to Instagram in the description below. But last thing with, with like, what, what are the resources that people can go to or, or the groups on Facebook or whatever that you can use that you can ask those questions, those forums and stuff to, you know, so you don't get 75 question, responses back and a bunch of other stuff. So Yeah, I, I think... Places that add value. Yeah, the ones that add value. I say local bike shops are the sort of the, the thread and glue that holds all those things together. Yeah. You know, that's a great place to start in person is, you know, find a local bike shop and go in there and talk to those folks. They'll, they'll steer you in the right direction. Um, and then there's a bunch of online Facebook groups. Um, you know, there's different ones um, in, in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. You know, we started, we have a Saturday morning gravel ride that we've done for years. Um, and we just started a tiny little group for us to communicate this thing yeah. and it's now got thousands upon thousands of thousands of, of members and it, there's not folks from out of state who are, who are in the group posting their out of state events yeah. I mean you know, obviously it's like hey, there's a huge audience yeah. in there um, but any of those groups OKC Gravel Grinders there's uh, the OBS o- Oklahoma the Bicycle Open. Society okay. they're a, a good resource place. they have a lot of maps if you're doing road type of riding yeah. um, 
as far as mountain biking, there's the, the there's, Oklahoma Earth Bike Fellowship. Yeah. Um, the Tour de Dirt group for mountain biking is kind of wrong there. For women, we have started a Facebook group that's a private group. Um, so anybody can ask questions, communicate, and yeah, yeah. Um, organize rides. And it's the OKC Women's Cycling, Cycling uh, Gravel and Road. Um, there's also a page that you can follow. So that's open to anybody to follow. Great. But yeah. That's amazing. Such a good resource, right? And that's the good thing about, like, people are so willing to help. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And they're like, come join our community. We'll love you. Like, this is awesome. We need more people. We don't need more people, but we just, like, yeah. we know the good it's done for us. Yeah. And we're, we're willing to open this up. And it's, you know, it's it's really cool to have that. Because some, some sports and other places are like, no, this is us. We're doing our own group. Like, and like yeah. I said, now it's grown to a space where you do get those little clicks. Yep. And I'm sure they get kind of yeah. figured out pretty quick. You're like, hey, you need to start you know pulling yeah. that out like this is not we don't do this here yeah and for so, all the, the ills and sort of bad things of of, of social media right because there is sort of yeah, yeah negative there is positives of being able yeah. to have these groups of communities of folks that you know you can contact and, and get in touch with because i honestly don't know how you did that in the in the past i think it was phone calls to a couple of folks yeah of hey, we're gonna go ride bikes today. Right. Yeah, yeah. Old you school just, SMS so you'd meet messages. Or you meet at yeah. the pub and be like, should we go ride on the weekend? Like, it's, yeah, you're right. Like, how would we? Yeah, it's strange to think back, like how things happened and how people kind of got together back in the day before yeah. you could send an email. Yeah, or, which people listening or probably like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we used to send carrier pigeons to each other. <laughs> right. Um, and there's a place for everybody, no matter yeah. where you are in your riding journey. Yeah. Um, there are places to start out on a sl- if you want to get involved in group rides. Um, and most of the bike shops will know. Yeah. I, I know there's Monday night, women-specific beginner rides um, that are posted on the OKC Women's Cycling page. Um, and then there's rides on Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturday mornings yeah. to all different levels. You just have to yeah. find where you are, like your location in the city right. is one piece, but then also where you are and how fast you can ride. Yeah. It's kind of crazy now to think in, in Oklahoma, you, you can pick any given day of the week and there will be an organized ride on that day. So yeah. good. Yeah. Right. Get off your Peloton bike and go out and get some sun on you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. World. You need yeah. that yeah. sunshine. I am guilty of that. My <laughs> wife is very guilty of it, but... Um, I won't, well, she doesn't listen to the podcast, so I will say this. We bought a bike, it cost more than mine, and it's been on the rack in my garage longer than I think my car has been parked in the garage. <laughs> so, anyway, I need to get her back out. But, Brilliant. Um, yeah, you need to sync her up with me. To, yeah. Get her well, on the that's bike. That's like we've been down there, so she's, like, aware of it. We need to, like, we need to get her back out. So, yeah. and now she's she's great on her Peloton bike, so she has, like, that initial kind of fitness side of it, right? right. So, it's not that, there's no fear factor in, like, am I going to be able to perform? It's just the convenience sadly yes Um, absolutely anyway we could go down an entire rabbit hole about (laughs) the Peloton clan and I'm part of it so whatever but thank you so much for coming in I really appreciate it for people listening I'll put your Instagrams in the description so they can reach out follow you ask any questions um, that, that they feel they need to and find out some information and hopefully see you on the gravel or on the uh, on the tarmac sometime soon brilliant Cheers. Thanks very much for having us. All right. For people listening, uh, we will catch you next episode. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at oklahomahof. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and finally our third sponsor for today the oklahoma 988 mental health lifeline 988 is the direct three-digit lifeline that connects you with the trained behavioral health professionals that can get all oklahomans the help that they need learn more by visiting 988oklahoma.com It's 988oklahoma.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. 
We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.